This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm going to be honest. I've done no preparation for this tonight. It'll be just great then. (laughs) I got him from work 15 minutes ago. Exactly. No one, no one prepares for this show, Albert. Come on. I think Chris only, does. Only Chris does. Exactly. I mean, and to be honest, have you ever noticed it? <laughs> Sometimes. Homesdale Radio Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net. Good evening, everyone. Unfortunately for you lot, I'm Albert Curley, and it's my esteemed pleasure to welcome you to Homesdale Radio tonight. Yesterday saw Palace finally secure a fourth term in the English Barclays Premier League division. Can you imagine that? Four seasons. By overturning everyone's favourite shit-kickers, Stoke City 2-1. We'll be looking at how that <laughs> unfurled. Just what is wrong with Johan Kabai? We'll have a very short chat about who we think should manage Arm at 25. No surprises there. And I'll certainly be ringing a bell every time we can hear Gel tune on his dinner. Dilly-ding, dilly-dong indeed. <laughs> I've finished. No bells. No, it's not four. It's not. Quite, that's a little tease there for later on. There will be some forward reviews. You know, let's not play our hand too early, everyone. We've there is only three of us here tonight, so we're going to have to you know pad it out by speaking slowly or I don't know, trying to imbibe the spirit of Nick Gusset and you know pad it out with some puns or something. Um, but with me tonight is Patrick O'Connor. Good afternoon. How are you, mate? All right, thank you. And I'm sure you've already heard his dulcet tones, hopefully not chewing. Got the bell ready. Mr. Joe Hallio. Bonsoir, Garcon. Uh, yes. Um, so before we get into the game, a bit of housekeeping. Um, if you want to contact the show, we have got some, some in or bin issues um, coming up later on. I think it's going to, one of them is going to be very, uh, shall we say, run very smoothly. The other one could get a bit tetchy. I, I certainly know what's coming up. Um, so go to our, you can go to our um, at whole radio on Twitter to see the information there. If you uh, want to listen to our show via the mobile app, you can go to wholeradio.net forward slash mobile app. Um, and again, for in or bin, you can go to wholeradio.net forward slash vote. Um, before we get underway with looking at the, the game yesterday, I just want to give a you know a bit of a shout out. I know, I know we're huge rivals, um, but.
But I'd just like to say congratulations to Brighton and Hove Albion for securing that second automatic promotion place. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's been a long time coming. So, you know, we look forward to working them to sell us next year, don't we, boys? Absolutely. Can't wait. Excellent. Um, right. So let's let's get straight into it. The game yesterday. Uh was anybody surprised at the, the team lineup? Did anybody think we might see a few few players rested? Was anybody expecting to see someone like Kai Kai come in? Um, even though Pardew had sort of, you know, made, well, made it appear quite straightforward that he wasn't going to play. Patrick, were you uh, looking for some youth? Uh, yes, I was, but um, Pardew never surprises me. I've I've learned to not expect anything um, from him as far as selection. He's very much by the book. So I, I mentioned in the past he doesn't really like to play youth players or, you know, change the lineup up a little bit. I would have liked to have seen, obviously, Sproni in goal because he did promise he would give him another appearance. So I'm going to assume it's going to be Southampton. And I would have liked to have seen Dan and Delaney rested only because I think they're getting a bit tired and I want to see him fresh for the final. But honestly, what we saw yesterday, besides Gale, I think Gale was a bit of a surprise um, seeing him. And I like what I saw. We'll talk about that, obviously. But um, I, do, I wasn't shocked by really anybody of those um, players that were picked to start. Nice. Gel, were you, uh, for me, I was a bit torn because I know, I know it was very unlikely that we'd got, we'd got relegated, but you know, it's always nice to be a mathematically safe and B see if you can nick another two or three league positions by the end of the season. So I can see why we played a full strength team, but a bit like you, Patrick, I sort of wanted to maybe give a, a few key players a rest. I thought goodbye, maybe we should have maybe sat out. Gel, what did you think? Well, I'm glad we played uh, Delaney and, and Dan because I, but, you know, we can't just play two at the back. Like, they definitely would have scored. <laughs> they definitely would have scored yesterday. Yeah, we um, replaced them. I get your point. <laughs> I don't know. Sacco could have filled in for the pair oh, of them. At least oh. two of them, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, listen, we all, we all, every, you know, most most people are excited by Kai Kai. And, and, uh, and after United beat, um, beat Norwich, which, which probably made us safe, that was the result we were looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought he might have got, well, he just might have got off 10 minutes at the end, you know. But um, the, 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 what we've been saying forever and ever, which which pleased a lot of people, especially me, was, you know, was Gale and Wickham. Um, I think that's the that's the fall for next season, I, I, I hope. Um, but, yeah, no surprises is from a, from a guy that doesn't really like to surprise us. So. Well, it's funny you mentioned Gale and Wickham because the first... The first note I made yesterday, yes, people, I did make a couple of notes. My very first note is Gale and Wickham far too far apart. Um, did anybody else think that? I I really didn't think it was working first half. I thought the sort of the way we started the game initially, the first, I'd say, maybe 15, potentially 20 minutes, I thought we looked quite good and pretty comfortable. But as the game wore on in that first half, I thought that we, we seemed very, very sort of dismantled and that was... The pinnacle of that was, I don't. I'm not even sure Gale and Wickham knew that each other on the pitch at the same time. Did anybody else notice that, Patrick? Did you notice that on TV? I did. Um, I actually remember you you uh, texted that during the match, and I did read it, and I kind of chuckled because I agreed. Um, but the uh, the manager's credit, he did change his second half. What I saw, he played Wickham higher than Gale, and, and he pushed a poor kid out wide, which we kind of seen that in the past with Pulis, and I think even Warnock might use the Gale wide. But second half, he uh, he was smart. He pushed the, the quicker, better finisher higher up the pitch, so it worked. But I agree with you. The first half, it was it really was like they were playing, we were playing, you know, four four one, and then one, 
meaning, you know, one was so far apart. But it didn't even make a lot of sense to me the way we started out, and even though we put a lot of pressure on them. So to see them play poster together and see them make a tactical change was very good to see. But again, I, I agree the, with you. Was, I think in the first half, one of them could have put a Stoke shirt on and they right. were near, nearer each other. To the ball, exactly. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, first, the first thing that I, again, this, this might be one for you, Patrick, and I... I know some people were sort of dismissed it. Did, should we would have had a, a penalty early on the, the challenge on Gale? Actually, um, uh, our former not former, that's not the right term. Chris Hamling, our esteemed host, well, it might be depending on how this goes. <laughs> Good point. He actually, he actually, he actually texted me and asked me if I thought it was a penalty. I didn't think it was. I thought Gale went down very softly. Could he have been a quarter penalty? Yes, but I think he could have kept his feet. I think later on, the second challenge was definitely a penalty kick. But I think the first one was a bit soft. I think Gale was kind of looking for it. But again, if, you, if you're a Palace fan, you've seen Benteke go down, you expect that call every time now. Based I was on just going to say, imagine I, that was imagine I, that as a Chelsea exactly. player. I agree. I agree. It's, so, it's such a stupid thing. But again, I thought it was soft. But I'm, I'm very tough on penalty calls. I want it to be a real stonewall penalty. But again, based on how the Premier League is and his dopey referees, it could have been a penalty. But honestly, looking at it, I don't think it was a, a, a penalty yesterday. Well, I think I think the replay showed it was actually outside the area. So, um, oh, that too. Yeah, they, I think yeah. the commentator said it might have been a. But the one with the one with uh, Shawcross when he, I think it was I Shawcross when he what he pushed him in the back. Yes, I'm, I just just uh, how that's not a penalty. I, I just don't know how that's not a penalty. You know, they're giving it for they're giving them for for tugs in the in the area now. You know, grabbing hold of someone's shirt. But you can you can physically push someone over in the penalty area while they're running at speed and you're not going to get a penalty. Well, we're not going to get them anyway. We're not, right. We've had our quota and we've had, we've, you know, Will said his quota of penalties, so, so we're not going to get any more. So. Fair enough. Um, Cup final, hopefully. One, maybe two. Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, he's fit. <laughs> oh, good point. Um, it is was that, okay getting the award yesterday, didn't they? Is that all, uh, is that a smokescreen? Do we hope, I mean, obviously I hope it's a smokescreen, but is that Pardew trying to... Listen, if, there's, if there's one player that we want playing against Man United on a field that big, it's him. You know. Not it... Wayne Hennessy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, he was, I, thought he, I thought he did one really good bit yesterday and one... We can come to that in a minute, can't we? Or are we gonna he go did. He did. He did. His, good, his good bit is my second note. No, sorry, it's my third. <laughs> is... Uh... It's not even on there. Uh, his low save, um, I thought at times yesterday, and, and I think for the goal, which wasn't um, too long after, Hennessy really dug the, the defence out of a, a sloppy bit of play there with a, with a quality low save. And he, you know, I know, I know it's become a thing to sort of take the mick, and I'm certainly guilty of that. But over the last few games, he, he has made some some really good. He gets down lower than I'd sort of, you know, think he can. To be honest, in in such circumstances, and credit to him, that's 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 a, that's a fantastic save. It's just a shame that the defence then almost makes the same mistake not long after to allow. And let's be honest, if you're allowing Charlie Adam to run beyond you, you're doing something horrendously wrong. No, am I right? I, I sorry, Patrick. I, I'll tell you what I did. I freeze framed that this, this morning while I was having breakfast, and and there was there was two two bits that were. Firstly, um, our left back stood there and watched him. Um, and Suarez? He, he, Suarez stood there and watched him right. make the run. And by the time... I wouldn't even he, call it a run. 
no, well, it was, it was, it was, it was a run because he Sorted. ran. Well, he run fifty. He run fifty yards. If you have, if you have a look, he actually run past Suarez. And by the time Suarez realised what was going on, it was too late. And of course, he's got the he's got the run on on um, on Delaney, Delaney which, right. which is which isn't hard even for a fat you know for a fat lad that he is. Um, so yeah, but it was, it was a good finish. You can't deny it, it was good. It was a good goal, you know. But, but my point and. Very good point, Jell, is that I think we should have cut that at source. I think Imbula played a great game yesterday, but I think he had the, he had the freedom of Stellas Park in the middle yesterday. I think that our middle three of Punch and MacArthur and Gabriel were clueless yesterday as far as who to pick him up and stop him. He really ran the midfield by himself yesterday in the centre, and I think when Gabriel went off, we were much more improved. Not blaming Gabriel, I'm just saying, just the three of them, I've mentioned it in the past, they don't work well together. It seems like, you know, whoever's going to drop deep, can't figure that out. Who's going to mark? Can't figure it out. Who's going to attack? Can't figure it out. So I think that if we had figured out how to stop Imbulo, we wouldn't have. They wouldn't have scored that goal. But it wasn't. Yeah, you but, know, we, but we had four or five players off it, off their games in oh, the first half. Oh, definitely. You know, they were obviously thinking about the beach, and then he's he's tore into them at half time. You could see that. I mean, you know, I haven't had a gut punch for ages and ages. But he did. He deserved it after that first half. He was. He was actually quite shocking. Um, so you know where we where we had the all the intention of picking the ball up and getting forward at speed, and when he got it, he held it up. Although I did see a couple of times he threw his arms up in the air because he he literally was not given an option. But you know he he still we were, we were extremely we were extremely static in the first half. Yeah, and there was, yeah. Without there a doubt. was there was a period where uh, Hennessy Hennessy played a, a a goal kick short to Damien Delaney who tried to clear it upfield and it ended up ricocheting back and then he passed it back to the uh, back to Hennessy and then the same thing happened again right. and, it just, it, yep. and it's all and it all came from from no real significant movement um it's certainly in in their half and again going back to the 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 Wickham and the Gale issue it's like well if you're going to lump it forward which let's face it that's what Damien Delaney's nine times out of 10 going to do you know, Wickham should have been central and Gale, again, nowhere near him. So what's, yep. you know, it just seemed a really futile, you know, a waste of 45 minutes of football, in essence, because it just didn't look like the, the game plan that we were trying to implement was, we, worth, was worth persevering with. But, but the, the most obvious thing ever is if you've got big man, little man, the little man runs off the, off yes. the big fella's flick-ons. I mean, that, that's just, I know it's going to sound horrible, and, you know, we've won and I don't want to put a downer on everything, but... That is schoolboy. That is absolutely schoolboy. If you're going to hunt the ball up in the air, you know, hunt the ball forward, as we were doing, you have to, like you just said, you have to go for Wickham and hope that Wickham can flick on for, you know, for, so, for Gale to... But why, he, he, why, he needs why to go his shoulder. Do we think, that, do we think that's, that's, a, that's a, a shortcoming of Pardew? It's, it's an, an odd tactic that he's trying? Or is it, is it bad player discipline, not knowing the position and what they're meant to be, you know, where they're meant to be? You know, I, I know we all say, you know, we, it's a fact. We're much better in the second half, certainly, because at the end of most uh, first halves, we're, we're trailing or, or playing you know, poorly. But why, why aren't, if Pardew can put a rocket up them at half-time, and go out there and, you know, and again, as we saw yesterday, within something like 70 seconds, we, we're back in the game. Why, why isn't the team going out like that, um, apart from FA Cup games, why isn't the team going out with that mentality from the off? But, well, I'll say, Albert, it's a great point, but I think that even Pardue said that we, we, didn't, we didn't play the way he wanted us to play. 
if you look at the stats, we had 63% um, possession over um, Stokes, 37%. So we normally don't possess the ball that well. I thought the first 20 minutes, we actually played very, very well. We well, just didn't score. you have a 1% then? No, 63. 63 oh. versus 37. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You'd say 62, didn't you? 63, right. Sorry, bro. Uh, Kevin Friend had the other 1%, the referee. Yeah. Um, but um, I just thought that we just tried to possess the ball more, and it worked for the first 20. And then as soon as um, Charlie Adams scored, we kind of lost what our focus was. Like you just said, once we changed it around second half and the Rockets put up, you know, the players, and then we, you know, got Gale running off and Velassi running at them, which was brilliant second half. It, it totally changed. So I think it's partly the manager's fault, but I think it really falls on the players to kind of implement the game plan that would work better. But but even that, even our goal, the equalising goal, was was more of a um, was more of a, 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 a luck, more luck than judgment because it, uh, uh, Balassi had already pulled the trigger, Wentz pulled the trigger, then cut inside, then tapped the ball forward, lost it, and lost it left. That wasn't a pass to him. There was no, no way. It wasn't. But, but the run, direct run at the goal was, was his, was yeah, his but, desire but to do that. Is, but what I'm saying is, and this is my point, right, by having Gale on the, on the pitch, who is a classic forward, right, he is a forward, he is in that position. But when, when we haven't got him on the pitch, who would have been making that run to, to A, try and back him up, and B, be right where he was. Nobody. Go on. Oh, you're right. So, so, so there. So, you know. So, Pardew can take. Firstly, can take a little bit of of, of, uh, of credit for playing him, but but secondly, the credit is for our goal is all about position and uh, and all about Gale wanting the, the having the, the the hunger and the will to get there. And the other thing as well, you know, when he when he put it in, I mean, he, I've always said he puts his laces for it. When he passes, he passes properly and and fast at you like MacArthur, you know. Um but I, I was I was so pleased for him. So so pleased for him. Yeah, it was a, I mean let's uh, just flicking back to the first half quickly. Yannick Balassi again again seemed for me seemed to personify the the quiet in the first I'll say quiet, I'll put it nicely, quiet in the first half and then seemed far more interested in the second half. I mean what what do we think that's down to? Do you th- again is it a even though we weren't mathematically safe, is it the players know we're safe and we've got the FA Cup final, obviously, to look forward to? Um, but do we think there's something bigger going on there? Is he is he not sticking around? Is he is he just there to go through the motions? Is it is it a, yeah, is it a motivation issue? Well, he's, a, he's a flair player, isn't he? We've got we've got three or four players that are flair players, so they can't be, you know, they just can't be doing it all the time. That's the thing. Although we turn around and say, "Yeah, Wilf, Wilf and Yannick are wingers," but if you know the the, the flair is, and we all they drive us mad by you know when they have a chance to cross and don't cross it, or they have a chance to shoot and don't shoot. You know they want to. It, it, it does drive you mad. But when they do take on that player again and beat him again and then beat him again, then beat his mate and then get the ball in, everyone goes, "Oh, that's fantastic!" Because that, that's the flair way that they play. But you know, we sometimes we can't we can't you know can't have it both ways. So, but you know, it's um, I, I, you know I can see that our people have, have said that um, that Yannick didn't look in, you know I'm just just in the chat room at the moment and and Palace Guard said exactly that you know um, um, Yannick he, he said he just didn't look interested in the first half was very very lazy. Yeah, but Joe, um, the manager did say pre-match that he didn't feel well. 
No, he might, they said he might even play because he was sick, so that could have been it. People want to read into stuff, and I get that, but I remember the man just saying in the, in the press conference that he was definitely that he was ill, so that might have been it. He might have just been sick. Well, then, then we have, as from my point of view, we have, you know, Kai Kai could have played. I'm just saying. No, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying that's my. I'm just going to use it as a as a possible reason. So, what, so, so, so I mean, yeah, but then you, know, you look at Scott Van. You know, they, sometimes they have to a little bit, a little bit, a little bit bigger than than just a footballer and go and play for the calls. You know, but he, Scott Van come out the other day and was sick at the side of the pitch. Yeah, but to the point but, where the referee went, God, you know, you're right, mate. And when he said he was, you just got to get on with it, and that's what he did do. In the first half, he was obviously right. under the weather, and right. in the but second got... half, he did get on with it. Exactly, so we got to give him credit for that. He did get yeah, on with it. But so. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, Patrick, and then we can go back to the old adage of, you know, it's 90 minutes a game, not 45 minutes, we could have been three <laughs> down. We'd have been right. three down, he'd have got slaughtered. Then, it, you know, would we have got back from three down? Mind you, he's stoked. We always beat him, so probably would have. So, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a very... Uh, you know, we we we're all very fickle these days, and all very, very Premiership, you know, Premier League Ponzi. So, um. well, that that ties in nicely to to the end of the first half. Um, yeah, it's not been it's not been a, a great half. Um, I wouldn't say it's been, you know, an, an abysmal performance, and I certainly wouldn't say that Stoke had outplayed us or we were out of the game, but. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you heard it on t- TV over in the States, Patrick. I don't know if you noticed it, Gel. But from where I'm sitting behind the goal in the Homesdale, there was a, a significant amount of booing. What do we feel about that? Um, I didn't hear it on the um, TV. Honestly, I only picked up on it because I was on Twitter at the time. Is that because you were booing it yourself? Nah, I don't. Tend, <laughs> I don't. I really don't tend to boo while I'm home or at the match. And I'll, this is my thing on booing. I have no point people doing it. I really don't. Um, you can get mad at the players, I understand that. I never found it to be totally productive, but that's the way of getting frustration now. I get it. Um, I, I do remember, though, um, when Ian Holloway was, was, was sacked a couple of seasons back, I really feel that it was really caused. The impetus for that, him leaving, well, not sacked, sorry, because he actually quit, was I remember that, that, that final match when we played really poorly. I guess it was Fulham. I remember the HS there. and the uh, they were going mad, booing, booing the whole, you know, basically the whole match, and then you know you don't know what you're doing, started coming out, etc. So if you want to boo, I get it. I just don't like it to get too vociferous. I've never felt it really helped, but again, yesterday I really think the boom was more of a cause that we were down one nil than the way we played. I thought we played okay in the first half. We just weren't winning. And again, if we won what two matches in the last, I don't know, twenty at home, I can understand people getting upset and booing. So, Gel, any thoughts? Well, yeah, I certainly heard the booing, which surprised me, to be honest. In fact, it, it surprised me, but then it didn't surprise me because, you know, we we have, you know, like I said, over the, you know, only only four years ago, we were getting 13 to 15,000. Now we get 25,000 every week or <laughs> every home game. So we have um, got a lot of plastics on the way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think the thing is about booing, it's, it's, I don't think people actually go to boo to give the players a hard time. You know, it's, it's, booing is just a, just a pure showing of frustration. Right, right, and, right. And, and, and the other thing is as well is, and there is a, an, an, another old adage, he pays your money. You know what I mean? You pay your money and do what you like. No, you, there's, you know, know. no, I agree with you there. You, you know, you well, you're not abusing. People. There's a difference between booing and abusing. You know, if you're standing up and you're you're in the corner of the of the Olmsdale or the or the main stand in the you know the family section, you know, like Gusset sits in the family section with his boys, and if he stood up and started, you know, 
being abusive and and, and st- that that wouldn't be on. But but, but can't you know my my response to that would be it's only half time it's only one nil and no disrespect it's only exactly yeah, but exactly you, you can get a kick up the backside off the crowd as well not just the you know not just obviously with with what Pardew had to turn around and and say um, you know to tell him to sort it out and get on with it. You know, you you get a rocket off the crowd. You know, if if people want to boo, I understand it. I know people don't like it, but you know, I don't, I don't all right. Here's, here's here's a scenario: Wembley, we're yeah. one nil down, right? Half time, <laughs> still in the game. Do you boo then? Great point. What if we? What if we're crap? Yeah, yeah but, but I wouldn't. I, 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 I personally, I don't. But I don't. But I, you know, I'm I'm past the booing. I like to really abuse if people are bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're an abuser. Yeah, no. I, listen, it's, it, it, football cha- football's changing. I mean, Joe, I have a question. They're, they're fickle. Let me let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. I, I haven't seen it, right? I haven't seen it at all, right? But all I've seen is my timeline on Twitter went mental a couple of hours back when Man City came out after the game to do a lap of honour. Yep, and there weren't anyone there. Yep, terrible. So that's pathetic. Now that didn't happen yesterday, did it? I mean, right. it was you know the the, the uh, Sainsbury's was a, a, a tad empty, but you know the, the majority of the crowd stayed behind. So you know that, and, and I would imagine the people that stayed behind, a fair few of them were the ones that booed. So you know we can we can make up whatever scenario we want, but it, it, if people are are unhappy with what they see, they have every right if they're paying six, seven, eight hundred quid a year to, to sit there and watch. To be honest with you, you know if. Has been drivel, you know. I've been quite lucky in in swerving a lot of games at home this year, um, just purely by what I read. So, but yeah, it, it, it's it's it is frustrating, and it's just people are just more, you know, they're more like they're more likely these days to to, to just to just stand up and tell the players what they think. Patrick, tell me some yeah. stats about yeah. our home our home performances. Producer Tom, thank you, Tom. Alan Pardew's home league record, played 19, won 6, drawn 3, lost 10. Points 21. It's an average of 1.105. Peter Taylor, the great Peter Taylor. Surely surely this is going to be worse, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. 2006-7, played 23, won 12. That's double Pardew. Drawn 3, same, lost 8. 39 points, almost double the points. Average points, 1.696. So... As Gerald always said about statistics, you can uh, prevent them with a statistic, obviously. And we just proved that uh, Peter Taylor's better manager than Adam Pardew, apparently. Sign him he? up. Well, let's get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> let's get rid of him, then. I'm all up for that. Let's get rid of him. In all seriousness, Pardew's, Pardew's about to, you know, it was, the contract was being stalled because yes. he wasn't going to do it until we're mathematically safe, which we are. Which we are, but as a as a point, why why was he only going to sign it if we were mathematically safe? Is that for our sake? Is that for his sake? I so, I found that, that odd. That, that was he, what he was intimating last night on right the, that's, on, the, that's on the, the interview that I saw. Exactly, he said basically he said that they might not want to keep me for in the championship, and that's something they want to discuss. I think he was being um, diplomatic. Yeah, definitely. In, definitely. in that, in, in saying it that way, he obviously wants to stay. We wanted to stay, but I, I just don't saying it that way was kind of strange. I mean, so um. What I'm interested to know is how long the contract's going to be for. I hope it's not another eight-year Newcastle contract. Not that I don't like him. I have no problem with him One right now. One of those zero-hour Mike Ashley specials. Exactly. <laughs> eight years, but zero hours. Zero we'll, hours. Let, we'll let you know as and when to come in. Right. Brilliant. Every day, exactly. please. Right. Um, can, can I... Um, we've got... Uh, can. 
obviously I'm 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 in the um I'm in the chat. Yeah, uh, I want I want to hear I want to hear from the chat. Did anybody boo? And is there anyone that would change the manager? Well, I've got um. It's, there's a few things as well. You know, I know you did a shout out earlier, and um, Lions five fifty. He's usually in here, but he's not in here today, so he's just texted me. Um, my phone was on silent. It never usually is. For and once, he said, um, I know. And he said, um, could I say hello to his his uh, his girlfriend Ali because she doesn't believe that we're live. So um, nice. hello, hello Ali. <laughs> and there's Patrick all the way from New York saying hello to you. Um, <laughs> and this but, is Albert from Watford. Hi. There it is. Hi. Um, but listen, I'll tell you what is, what's just come up on, on this in the uh, in the chat is that Salako's getting a bit of stick. Salako is taking a bit of stick um, in Why? here. And, well, because I, I, I think I think people are seeing this um, seeing this old boys, you know, this 1990 club that we seem right. to be wrapped up in. Um, and Bert said, so, Bert said, said um, I still think we need a better first-team coaching for next year because as nice as Johnny Salako is, he ain't good enough. We need, uh, we need someone who will kick the players up the arse when they need it. But then saying that, you know, isn't that what Pardew does so, or, or is supposed to do? But but there's a lot there. Are, you know, there's a there's a fair few people in here that are, that are not. You know, they're not. They're 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 in agreement with him. So, um, but yeah, it, it, all it was was just. Uh, the three things that we've been going on about about Yannick looking a bit lazy and uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll come back to me in a minute and I'll, and I'll tell you what they're saying about um, basically about the Pardew and, and, and his contract. So um, Albert, Let's, sorry, oh, go on. Oh, let me let me just see what Bert says. He said <laughs> he said um, put Pardew on a win based contract and he'll end, <laughs> he'll end up owing us a few quid. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely will. But your point about the 1990 club is interesting, Joe, because um, or whoever put it in the you know in the chat. When you think about that, we've obviously got Woodman was a part of that team, you know, as a backup keeper and Salako and Pardew. But who else are you talking about? Richard Shaw is not part of the first team setup. The other two coaches are Keith Millen and I forget the person we got from Charlton. Don't know his name, but so it's Coco not really. Clown. No, I don't think it was him. <laughs> Might have been. But you know what I mean? I mean, I understand what people are saying, and I, I'm not disagreeing. We probably do need a more experienced first-team coach, but it's got to be someone that Pardew is going to be comfortable with, and, you know, it's not like we have players from that team. Yeah, but the thing is, there's a, there's a thing about obviously. being comfortable around your friends, and is that... Oh, and then, absolutely. And then there's, but then there's, a, then there's... This is the Premier League, and the, and the amount of, of pressure and money involved... It, it needs experienced heads. And as much as I hate to say this, is that it, Pulis was good for us. When we, no, but he was good for us because he's experienced in that situation. The same as Allardyce has just done and did last year for Sunderland, where it looks like he's done it again. You know, it, it just... There, there is a... There is a um, when, you, when you need experience, and I, and I think that no matter what way you look at it, I think he's going to need to change his some backroom staff. Um, okay. Fair enough. But 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 then you know, like like I said, it's it, at the moment, you know we've we, we've what we fourteenth. You know, I mean, I know I know we would have all settled for that, but it's only because you know from that that win yesterday has just taken us up a notch. And if we if we get anything out of the last game again, you know, we could feasibly end up. No. no we're, 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 I want to end up 14th. Do you know why? Go on. Do you know who was 14th last season? So that again? That's you know who ended up 14th? Yeah, Leicester City were 14th last year. So I want to end yeah. up exactly where they were. And do exactly what they did this year. 
Chassis. Yeah. Finish 14th. <laughs> dilly ding, dilly dong, and all that nonsense. Dilly ding, dilly dong, exactly. I was going to say, Joe, um, one of one of Tony Pulis' experienced heads was um, Jerry Francis. So do you, are you insinuating you want to see Keith Millen rocking a, a bit of a mallet and keeping pigeons? <laughs> Did you see what he was? Was he eating ball boys at half time or something? <laughs> like, he, I saw I saw a picture of him yesterday on Christ, he was huge. Absolutely. Anyway, um, I, 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 listen, I, I'm, I'm only just trying to tell you what, what people on here are saying. And like I say, I, I really like Solarco and I've, I've met him a few times and he just genuinely is a really, really nice guy. But, do you know, you know, the most successful teams or teams that really look like they want to fight and everything are always with these managers, these almost old school managers, people like Pearson and Ferguson, you know, people, I know... Right. You know the Italian; he's just fallen into a good team this year. I mean, you like I said, I've always said you take. You, you, oh you come take, on! Oh yes, unfair. You That's take, unfair. Uh, so then you know you take three players out of that side, and mate, and they're and they're eighteenth. You take three on most sides; they're eighteenth. Well, but what I'm saying is, you know, they've they've been. They very, can't all be eighteenth. Good point. Nineteenth, Well, uh, real quick, going back to Salako though, uh, lads. I want to just say one thing. I think that he's really helped both Zahar and uh, Velasco with the end product. We've always talked about that, but both of them have scored more goals, not assist-wise. I think they both, you know, got into the box more and, and been on the end of goals. And I think that's got a lot to do with how Salako played and his coaching them, but that's just me. Yeah, but Salako was was very much a, a supplier. You know, he's, he's supplied. He, he, he scored, he though, be... when, 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 Whitey, when Whitey went to Arsenal, we moved him up a lot and he scored some goals for us. Not a lot, but he scored a few. Yeah, no, but he, he was predominantly a winger that did oh, supply. Was, yeah. But he's, he's, his main aim or his main job was to supply for the forwards, and that's what he used to do. Now, if he's if he's doing his job properly, he should be telling Yannick to not try and beat the, the fella for the fourth time and <laughs> beat him once. And whether you're on your left foot, right foot, just just literally, you know, it's, it's, it cross the ball. He's getting better at it, though. I admit, Joe, that is no, one no, of my... No, no, don't be better at it. He's definitely getting better at it. Both of them are can, getting better. We can be completely critical. We can be completely critical and turn around and say, look, to be fair, you know, we, if we finish 14th, it would it would still be, you know, after where we were, you know, we, it was... They had us dreaming, didn't they? Yeah. They had us dreaming, and that's... And that's and I, I think that's that's the, the, the... You know, it's all born out of frustration. So it, it's been a hugely... It, you know, a, a season of success and then fight and, and then and then stress, success, stress and survival, because that really is, you know, really I'm telling you now, if we'd have lost that game against Norwich and that could have gone either way, we it, it would have been, um, you know, it would have been even more. Even more stressful, but totally agree. It's the Palace way. We we just we always you know we, it's just a it's a, it's a, just a nightmare, and it's supporting our lot. <laughs> a lot of the time, you're right. Right, so we've had a bit of contact. Whilst before we get back to the second half, um, Lisa's tweeted at Hull Radio. Do you think Pards needs a director of football to oversee, question, and advise him, Patrick? Yes, Stevie Couple. Next question, pal, gel. <laughs> Nope. Anyway, uh, Nav's also got in touch about the booing issue. Um, I didn't boo, but players needed to know fans don't let FA Cup lead to ignorance of one win in half a season. I think that's a good yeah. point. Uh, I am the Loris tweeted. I boo the booers, which I think is a great image, just spinning around <laughs> in your chair and just looking at the person <laughs> behind you, just booing them in the face whilst they're booing. I think that's great. Um, so, yeah, let's get over the boos into the second half. Um, 
Kabai went off. Obviously, he was, he was struggling a bit first half, I think, in many senses of the word. Um, I don't know if he's knackered or can a knock. Some people seem to think it doesn't look like he gives a damn about us and looks very uninterested. Um, he was replaced with Joe Ledley, who... Who I think, just on a, on a wider note, hasn't, re- hasn't. I don't. I can't ever recall Joe Ledley ever really letting himself down for us. Um, my my only criticism of Joe Ledley is there's been. I can think of a good four or five opportunities he's had a really good chance to bury a goal, and he's either spooned yeah. it over or miskicked it, or whatever. Um, but that didn't even last long because I don't. I, I don't know what he did in the end. But Ledley, Ledley went off. Um, we've already mentioned the second goal. What did what? Sorry, the first goal. What do we do? We think that. Um, Jordan much brought, for want of a better word, much to the to the pitch. A lot of people around me were um, were quite glowing in their review of Jordan much, and you know I'm filling in for Chris tonight, so I feel I have to be the um, <laughs> what's the word? I've got, I've got I've got the wooden spoon out. Let's say um, I noticed there's a, a again it's, sometimes his work rate is questionable. I wouldn't say that was the case yesterday, but my 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 overriding memory yesterday of Jordan Much is getting into a very good couple of positions to put a decent ball in. Yes. And completely fluffing it up. Is that is that fair? Is, am I being harsh? Um, no, Albert. I think yesterday I kind of looked to him to do something special. I was really hoping. It was his it. chance, wasn't it? Let's face it, it. Exactly. And you're right. He got that cross, fluffed that cross from the left hand side. He could have put a better ball in. And he had that that turnaround spin shot that went over the just went over the bar. So that was his chance. You're right. And if he had scored yesterday, it would have been a great moment for him. But um, I think he's he's obviously pressing. I think if you look at the fact that he's probably not going to make the um the squad for the FA Cup, that was his chance to kind of you know do something special, and he, and he didn't quite do it. So he wasn't terrible. But he just didn't. He didn't really. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't bad. You know I mean? But like I say, yeah. he, he he was getting a lot of praise around me and on the train home after. You know, a lot of people. His name was coming up quite a lot, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and say he was awful because I don't think he was. But um, he, like I say, I don't think he warranted any more praise, more you know, more than anybody else. Certainly, as he was only on the game uh, on the pitch for about a third of the game. Um. So we've already discussed that Gale and Wickham were much closer together in the second half, right? And we all agreed that was a good thing. Definitely. Obviously, it, um, it led to a few more chances. Connor Wickham does does really well. Very similar to the his goal at Wembley. There's there's a nice bit of interplay out on the on the left, and Suarez puts in a great cross. And Connor Wickham, it was it was like deja vu in slow motion. Rose and, and was really unfortunate to put the um, to put the header against the post. Do we think that um, he should have gone across the keeper as he did at Wembley, or is he just unlucky? He's unlucky, but you know that's what they always say, right? They head it back, head it back where it came from, and he actually went to the far post. But I mean, good header, could have scored. It was unlucky, but like I said, I would like to see him do exactly the same thing he did at Wembley and go back across the keeper. But I'll, I'll say it again that that Wembley uh, header was absolutely perfect. You can't do that more than once a season, so I'm not, I'm not really mad at him for that. No, that's fair enough. He, um, he seemed to be a lot more. He's, he's, I mean, in the first half for me. Again, whether it was it was instruction or frustration or lack of discipline, he seemed to be all over the pitch trying to get the ball. Which, which to be fair, I don't think you can be too harsh about because that comes from a desire to, to you know, get a foot on the ball and try and influence the game a bit more. I thought second half he seemed very much to play down the middle third of the pitch and was you know was getting a bit more involved with the centre halves. Um, that's his best position, right? I know he he has been played out wide every so often, certainly for Sunderland, and we tried it a couple of times. That's where that's where we're going to get the best out of Connor Wickham, right? 
Absolutely. You know, it's the thing that Terence talks about. It's his physicality. I mean, the man in a in a shirt looks like he's painted on top of him. That's how strong he looks. And to have him going up against a center half who he can bully is what you want. So he drifted wide a couple of times, but not, not for any reason except to pick up the ball. But I think definitely when he's more central and can play with a, with a person like Gail, he is so much more effective. And I think that the future for us is that, is that 4-4-2 with Wickham and Gail and hopefully Gail banging in 15 to 20 and, and, and uh, Wickham 10 to 15. Because I know there's an issue we talk about, you know, getting an extra, another scorer, which you need to get in. But I think Wickham and Gale next year can do a lot for us. Okay, I'm going to, just on a, on a tangent, I'm going to fire some names at you. And I want to I know, would you play, would you start them in the next game? Southampton, Southampton. next game. Okay, go ahead. Right, Connor Wickham? Yeah. Yes. Dwight Gale? Yep. Yes. Johan Kabai, if fit? No. Yeah. James MacArthur. Yeah. Yes. Sully Kai Kai. Going to be fifteen. Yes. In, going to be fifteen yes. in this team, isn't it? Yes. 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 And my last one is Adebayor. No. Never. No. Ever again. No. 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 I'm not, I'm not. Um, <laughs> give, me his, give me his money. Do you know what? I would actually. I wouldn't mind seeing Adebayor and um, and Gale play together. Patrick. So I'll, I'll, I'll rest. I want to see it. I've already seen. I've seen Wicked and Gale. I know what's going to be. He's not like he's going to be here next year. So why not for one match? I'd like to see it. I really would. I was going to say Julian Speroni, but we all know we want to see Julian yes, Speroni, yes, right? Yes, 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 please, yes, if there's a God, yes. Yeah, I think he, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got to come in, he's got to come in. By the way, Joe, you, Joe that, that reminds me, you wanted, you wanted to flag up another Wayne Hennessy moment. I've done, I've done the positive one. I'd just like to point out, I did the positive one, the low save in the first half. Well, no, it, it was an, an absolute replica of, of his positioning for, for both of those. One he saved, and the other one was, you know, nearly cost us a goal. So, um... But, well, he ran out on... Um, well, yeah, on, because what he did, he obviously got... Co- he, he, yeah, he, he got the confidence when he saved from... Um, Shakiri. Shakiri, yeah. And then, obviously, when Anatovic come through... You know, I, 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 he didn't have it... He might have had it covered if he'd have hit it lower, but... But, you know, I think we we just about had enough cover on the line anyway. But um, anyway, Joe, I'm getting... Where, I'm Joe, getting... where's he going on that? Where's he going, seriously? Where is he going? The well, yeah, but what, what I'm saying is it's it's um, it's having the confidence to come out once and you save it, <laughs> and then you do it again, and then you mess right. it up. That's the, okay. that's the I... thing. But listen, we all know goalkeepers are mental anyway. We've always, we've always forever been sold that goalkeepers are mental. But um, I'm, get, I'm getting a bit of, of stick in the chat room, um, homestyle.net forward slash dot chat. Um, Let's hear it. Gel, Gel turned around and said um, he was the one that wanted Addy Bayor in the first place. And I was, yes. and, and I did. And But the thing is, when I asked Addy Bayor, that was two years ago. Go back, <laughs> go back, go back, go back. You All good things are worth waiting for, Gel. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but in Gel's defence, Gel wanted Defoe. So Gel is a, Genius, let me tell you. How many has he scored this year? Is it 18? 15. Well, that's league, that's league goals, though, isn't it? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah so he, scored he scored 19, 18 or 19 goals this year in the Cup as well. So, um, you know, all those people that just scorned me when I saw him. I mean, I did say that 80,000. I think he gets 90,000. Um, you know, um, would he be would he be worth 80 or 90,000? And I said no, not for his age. But he's obviously... He's, he's proved me wrong, but I would I would have had him all day. I would have had him. Yeah. But then saying that, you know, as uh, I, uh, um, 
Gal just reminds me of him. He really does. And I think giving a chance, I think he's I think he's better than him. That's what I really do. Like I said, he's got left and right foot. Um Can I can I can I just dispel one myth about Dwight Gale? I like him a lot. Is that he hasn't been given a chance. He's been given a chance. He just gets hurt a lot and then he gets himself suspended. So people keep saying like they're banging on all year about how Gale's gotta play. I get it. No, he no. should have played. But he's been Joe, he he was hurt. And then times I'll say again, he was hurt. Then the time he wasn't hurt, Wickham was played will score those four goals in two matches and then he gets then he got himself suspended. So it's not like he's been sitting on the bench for fifteen matches not getting a chance. He hasn't been available. He really hasn't been. It's oh, not no, really fair to say. No, okay. I, I, I agree. I completely right, agree. Okay, but, the other, but the other thing as well, when he was given a chance earlier in the season, we were just playing hoofball to him. Yes, I agree. Can't, and he was can't do that. Like, you can play hoofball oh, if you've got six foot four inch strikers standing next agree. to you. You can totally do what you like then. Maybe but, we should sign Peter Crouch. Maybe <laughs> we should have done. I know, what's his name? Wanted him, didn't he? Um, Pulis. Pulis. Pulis wanted him. Called into the, the Palace minute anyway. Oh, come on. He wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> much caught yesterday, was he? Yeah, but he's, I mean, well, he scored against us last year. Yes, Made a sweat. One, one. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, it's, I mean, we have, I, I said this the other time, you were saying, would you start with this player? Would you start with that? How many players do you think in that team yesterday which looked to be, a, you know, a very strong side with, without Wilf in it, but still, a, still quite a strong side and still good enough to beat a, 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 a year-on-year mid-table side in Stoke. How many of those players do you think are going to be there next season? Well, that's for that, that, that was another question I wanted to raise. I, I wanted to see. Oh, sorry. No, 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 not at all. I warned you about it. But th- three players, three players yesterday who you don't think would be at the club come next season. I'll name them. Go on. Um, Johan Kabai. Yeah, I'd agree. Yannick Balassi. I'd agree. Wayne Hennessy. Oh, you were doing so well with the first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to, I had to do it at some point today, so I just threw it in there now. No. I'd... All right, honestly, all right, Damien Delaney. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Those are the three. Well, I, I don't think Dan's going to be there either. I think we're going to receive. I think Chelsea have called their interest on on the kid from Everton, and I think that Dan is just so... I mean, he, the thing is, his stats are, are top, top stats. Top-scoring yeah. defender in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, that's yep. that's one thing. I think he's, you know, his interceptions and everything else, and he's... Yeah, I, I think he's... Um, yeah, I, think, I think we'll have a few quid, but the thing is, he, we'll have a few quid thrown at us and in a season where we actually don't need the money. And that's, yes. that's going to be the same. The iron, that, that, yeah. And for the first time in my... You know, since 1978, 79 season when I started going, you know, we have always been skint or we've always been a club looking to to um, make a quick quick buck out of out of the odd player that we ever had coming through, um, and we look likely to be losing some of our players. I, like I said, I, th- I think we've got to buy six players, you know, which means we've got to be spending with wages maybe upwards of ninety ninety to a hundred million quid. Which, you know, I, I can't see I can't see happening, but that's what I personally think. Um, you know, I think with, with our forwards, and I've just seen John McCormick, and he turned around and uh, sorry, Palace guard. He said he thinks Campbell will be gone, definite. Schumacher will yeah. be gone. Lee Definitely. Lee yeah. signed his own um, <laughs> exit, didn't he? By <laughs> yeah. yeah, by telling everyone how silly Pardew was at times, which which I thought was hilarious. Have you you've heard the story, haven't you? Oh, hmm. Of course, it's brilliant. 
He's oh, so yeah. honest, but then he said it was lost in translation. Yeah. Sure it was. Yeah, of course it was, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you think what do you think he was trying to say when he said sometimes he doesn't know how many substitutions are left? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else could that have been? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing missed lost out in the translation there. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, if, you know, if we if we lose those um yeah, we we we'll just take those forwards out of those out of there and we're left with two legitimate forwards. One's made of glass and the other one's small, so it all gets smashed up in the air. You know, I just, it's just been the, I, I just, I just feel that we, you know, we will have a very, very good midfield. I hope that we keep much because I can see he's, he's very much a, um, a player that plays on confidence. When his confidence is down, we've seen how bad he can be. But when he's, when he's galloping forward, you know, he's a, I think I think he'll do okay with us. I really do. I think he'll, you know, may not be a completely first team starter all the time, but he will definitely, you know, I I, I don't um, sigh anymore when he comes on. I think he's grown into our side. He's grown into our club, and he's grown into the Premier League. And I don't, you know, he was he was even younger when he was at QPR, and he had all that pressure being, you know, twenty one or whatever, twenty twenty one in the Premier League. So I think I think he'll do all right for us, but. Um, you know, I, I just think uh, we we will need to buy a, a lot of players. I think we again. Do you remember when um, Parish went out and went mental that season with, with um, Holloway? Oh yeah, with Holloway when he bought he just, just, just the sixteen. Yeah, I think he just went. Yeah, we'll, we'll buy everyone. Um, he bought so many that we sent one of them back because it turns out we didn't need them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've, we've all got carried away at sale. We were buying people videotapes and stuff, and we on just yeah, you know, it was just ridiculous. But yeah, I, I, but I think it's going to have to be another season like that, which is what. And we go back to what I was saying earlier, or what we were talking about earlier, is that I think he will need someone. I think he will need someone uh, with with huge experience. Um, I, I, I just I know it's me, me, me at the moment. I just want to say to say another thing as well that. I looked at um, Stoke's side, and they've got some players. You know, they've got some very, very good players. Some some players that I'd like to see in our side, and some players that I never thought I'd ever see in in our, in our league, especially players like Bojan and that. Imbula's like, a brilliant player that sent them. Yeah, I, I mean they Absolutely paid. Not, they paid. I think it was even nineteen or twenty-three yeah. million. Yeah, I know they did. That is, that's an unbelievable amount of money for Stoke to be yes to be is. paying out. But they're but they're able to do that. But but the thing is, I, I, I just, I just, with Mark Hughes, it seems Mark Hughes being the, the, the you know, ex-Man United, he, he, he obviously has um, people that he can turn to and go, do you know what, who, you know, what do you think, what do you, and, and on a different level than what we have. And I think that if we bring, bring someone in who is working or has worked at a higher level in, in, on higher level players, which we need to get in, I think, I, think, I think that's what we need. And with, and again, I don't mean to speak because I like Salad, I really do. But maybe he hasn't got that European experience and he hasn't got the European context like like Hughes has to, to, to have players come over and, and join Stoke. I mean, it's just, it's astounding yeah. the players that they've got and how they, how they end up. You know, Remember, he also played for Barcelona and Bayern Munich. I mean, the but, guy has a great uh, track record. Uh, exactly, but what I'm saying is, which 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 will ultimately lead him to a very big club sooner or later. But what I'm saying is, we don't have that edge. We don't yeah. have, and that's and that's what I find frustrating. So I think if we we need to get someone in that maybe can can give us those contacts, you know, into the into the bigger 
the, the, the next level up of players next level up because you know the, the days of us saying oh you know he's 15 million quid we can't afford that he's 15 million and 60 70 grand a week they are long gone they, and, and that, that is not an excuse it's not for me it's not an excuse you know if we if we're there to be the the stoke of the future for the next 5 to 8 years which would satisfy me by the way that would get our stadium yeah so you know maybe a half and a half you know half the money on players and and wages and half on on infrastructure so you know i mean you know we 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 had 15 million quid in the bank and we're given 50 million by the americans we, we you know we got 65 large or large ones that, you know earning a lot of interest um but you know, let's see. Let's see. Well, just my my final thought on the players. I think we're gonna. I think we need to add four players from outside. You know, starting with you know. We, I think we need a goalie, a defender, a midfielder, and a forward. But I would really love love for two of our academy players to, to get a chance to play next year. Those two being Kai Kai and Boateng. I think they've proven that they can deserve the opportunity. That is, and I think if Man United can do it, we can do it. And I really think if they we did it, it would just get the fans. You know, really into you know, the whole South London and Proud stuff, and they do well. You know, I just think that adds another thing. I think we've go, go, got to give them a chance. It's our fourth year in the Premier League. Give those kids a chance to prove that they can play 15, 20 matches a year, the cup games, and, you know, just, let's go for it. And then we add four experienced players and then go from there. So that's my hope next year, really yeah, is. I, I, I completely agree with it, especially about voting. And, and that's what makes me think that maybe if, if Kabai isn't going to be here next year, then for me, he would be a, a fantastic, fantastic player to put in there. I'm, I'm going to butt in here. Why is Kabai not going to be here next year? Oh, my only thing is, my thought has always been, Albert, that he only came here to play all the time and get into the Euro 2016 squad for France. I just think that um, he doesn't look like he the same player that we bought, meaning not, not in his production. I think he is what he is. I think that we expected more goals out of him. I think even the team expected more goals out of him. I think just based on that alone and his experience, I think he'll look to go to another club, maybe go, go back to Europe. Again, that's just my speculation. I don't think it's... I don't have any inside information. If I did, I wouldn't say it on the air. But um, <laughs> I really think that he's going to leave after this year. I just have a feeling. I don't know what... I don't know. I just have a funny feeling he's going to leave. Well, I've got a load of, a load of uh, stuff in the chat room um, very quickly. Palace Guard said, Mariapa, Hangler, McCarthy, Sir, Sacco, Kelly are all questionable. Um, Kelly cool said we Cool Eagle 89 said we need a quality keeper, creative midfielder, central defender, right back and a goal scorer. Bingo. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, much. much <laughs> he uh, doesn't want much, does he? Jesus. No. Boot Eagle oh, said, um, a proven... EPL goalies such as Krull, um, G- Julian Sparoni, Guzan is dreadful. I can't, or Chesney, um, no, I, don't, I don't think. Uh, maybe Krull, yeah. Uh, it would be Krull if we put Chesney in goal. Yeah, exactly. Krull <laughs> uh, said as well that um, it's, a, it's just some quality from the Spanish, Italian, German leagues. Um, you know, but I've been saying, I've, I've literally been saying that ever since I joined this this show. So, you know, I, I think the forward, the, the, the way forward for us is to. You know, technically, the, the, the Russians and Eastern European players um, are, are technically much, much better than our players. Um, maybe we can, you know, bring in the odd, the odd players from over there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the um, the last player we brought in from the? 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. German League. Um, who's the uh, Jose Campana? Yeah, how's he doing now? Is he doing all right? Yeah, but he, wasn't he like 17 or 18 or something? Yeah, well, he, he wasn't. I know he was supposed to be the next big thing, but, you know, he, he didn't look like the next. No, he was, he was, he was like 21, 22 when he brought him in. Was he? Yeah, he, he was. was. He wasn't he the ex under twenty one captain for Spain. Oh, exactly, the Spain. By, by that yeah. logic, he must be over twenty one. We've got a, a Maximus. Uh, a Maximus two UK. See, it's difficult for Kabai when he gets kicked out of him every game. I agree. I don't. I don't think. I think. I. I don't see this. Kabai doesn't look interested. He doesn't look like he cares at all. I. I don't see well, that. Well, I, I see, I see a player that is potentially not playing in his best position. Yeah, where, again, exactly. whether whether you want to blame that on the manager or not is is up to you. But yeah. I see a player who's potentially not in his best position getting lumps kicked out of him. Like we doesn't on, like it, right? Doesn't he, and like he doesn't it. like it. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't get the protection, I think, as well. But uh, um, Andy A turned around and said, "If Newcastle go down, um, expect Pards to raid them." But and I've said this, and again, I've said this on this show. I'll take to so you, no, there is. No. Oh, nope. please, yes. No, Michelle's the centre-back, is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's he, the kid I would take. That's yeah. the one you need to get off that team. He's I know, brilliant. I, I, I agree, but I would also take Sissoko because I tell you what, he, he needed... His, 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 his season needed revive, reviving, and, and, and since Benitez has gone there, he has been unbelievable. Yep. And then the one signing that I disagreed with, which... Lions turned around and said about six months ago to me, right? And he said, and we almost argue about it. Townsend? Townsend. Yeah, knew it. Oh, no, no, thank I said, you. I, I, I said no. You said, well, you say no. He's been no. unbelievable. Hey, he didn't keep it him up, though. And I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying he was great against us last week. I don't. I never rated him as just, a player. He's just gone there. I oh, know. I don't he's, like him. I don't. I mean, I've never been a big fan of him. But you can't but go not, Spurs just, to the England side to Newcastle and just be crap. I, I didn't. I didn't say he was. I just. Thought, I didn't say that. He's a good player. I don't like him. I don't like him. Well, I, just, I, I, he's definitely like not the crap. I don't like. No, no, no. I just don't like him as a player. <laughs> no, no. As a, I don't know him as a person. I can't say that. It's like me saying <laughs> I don't like Wayne Hennessy. I don't know Wayne Hennessy. But no, just as a player. Oh, imagine if you did. Oh, can you? Imagine that's we beat it. Oh, and I would get if I said I didn't like Wayne as a person. Uh, no, but just again, Joe, I just uh, good play, and he killed us last week. But I just great free kick, and I don't know. I just, I just not, I'm not a fan. But that doesn't make him a bad player. He can, he can go to, um, let me see, pick a team, Leicester next year, and, and go to the Champions League. How about that? Well, Guest has turned around and said as well, Ledley. He put Ledley into the Hennessy, Kelly, Mariapa, McCarthy, Hangland. Which, it's which, not which, out of question. I can see. I can see. But, McCarthy, I, I hope Alex McCarthy doesn't go. 
because I can see huge, you know, I can see huge potential there. Really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can, yeah, I can. I, haven't, I, haven't, I don't have a problem. I just haven't seen enough out of him. Do you also lost... see dead people? Like, are you a bit mental? <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> I've been called worse, mate. <laughs> anyway, we've got we've got less than less than four minutes to wrap up the rest of the game. We've been going on all sorts of tangents. Gusset would be sorry, well proud. No, it's fine. It's 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 good. But we haven't even mentioned Dwight Gale's free kick. Someone talked to me about how good it was. It was good, but he slipped. And did, did if you, that did was, you hear what Hugh that, said though? That was our goalkeeper. I'd be mad at our goalkeeper. I'm going to be fair. If that was our goalie, I would be mad at he had that. Goalie. Wayne Hennessy's not going to score from slipping. No, let the goal in, I'm saying. That was our goal. Oh, in. I see. Did oh, you hear what? Whatever. What, what did Mark he say? Hughes, Mark Hughes turned around and said last night. Oh, he he got he only got that much swerve on it because he slipped. Of course, yes, he doesn't know anything about him. What, and why would he? Why would he know anything yeah. about our little shitty team from South London? He absolutely <laughs> despises us. I know. He's every time he comes, five from six we are. Do you know that against them? Five from six. He must hate coming down here. Yeah, he won the first game only, and the other one against <laughs> since. He must be stopped. Yeah. I know, it's great. But, By the way, I've got, I've got a stat for us regarding us. Our last 15 meetings, we were at halftime being down. At halftime, we were we, we had lost 10 and drawn five. We have not won a game since. Anybody want to take a guess at the last time we came back from a halftime deficit? 42 uh, games ago. No, it was, I'm, no, it was 15, but I'm telling you, do you remember the match? It's the way match. Stoke away. Burnley. Burnley. What was the what was the stat about about Stoke that when they when they've gone in front they haven't they had not they, they had not they hadn't, they hadn't they lost had since lost. The, since the last time we beat them was it I think it was the last time that we beat them up there when they scored first and then we beat them again I think it was forty that might be the forty two games they hadn't lost for forty two games when they scored first. Really? Again, too, yeah. too many stats flying around here. It's anyway, like, yeah. it's, the, it's the biggest of all stat attacks. If but hey, listen here. It's the attack of the stats. It's the <laughs> stat attacks. Bert said, said Paddy Mac's a groundsman now, I think. And Palace I've said, taken up amateur boxing, isn't that right? Zeki Fryers has been deep. I've got a Paddy Mac story that I can't share. Yes, you can. Go on. It's a good one. No, I, should I? Yeah. No. Okay. Listen, I'd love Bible? you to. If I wasn't hosting, and if I was, if I'm, yeah. I'm Chris tonight, so I'm going to have to say, it's boo. It's true, though. It's not a lie. Where's Gusset? Where's Gusset? He's only been <laughs> away for two weeks. Get him back. I want to, the other thing I just want to mention, because technically it's about the game, is uh, the the treatment and the, the, the amazing meltdown of Ryan Shawcross. You'll never play for England. Yeah, again, I don't know how much you you'd have got on that on TV, Patrick. But I, I, he got he got systematically, mentally taken apart by <laughs> like four thousand people just going for him at any. And at one point, I think it was Eric Peters who spooned the ball out of play, and they started chanting, "Are you sure crossing disguise?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on it Albert, on the TV, but I did hear. It. I read it on Twitter, and I thought it was great. And I watched it again. And I was watching him like at the meltdown when he when he kicked down one of our players. But no, I didn't. You couldn't pick up what, on the. TV. I, I missed it, but at one point uh, he turned he turned around and obviously reacted, obviously to the corner where the HF sit. And um, I mean that was that. And that was only maybe two minutes into the you know the half an hour ordeal <laughs> that, he, that he committed himself to. But the fact that he reacted just meant it became relentless. And I've got I've got to say it was. Uh, it was hilarious to listen to, and just just to just to see a man break 
like that on a you know for over a four thousand people just saying he'd never play for England, which let's face it, isn't the most outrageous of statements. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was I was in the crowd when when they um, when the Olmsdale sung that to Kevin Phillips. And he scored that trick, beat us three one. Really? He Sund- yeah, when he was playing for Sunderland, he got he just been he just been overlooked by the England, probably by Hoddle or someone. Ridiculous. And um, yeah, and he, I'm, I'm sure that he scored a hat trick that night, and they beat us three one Sunderland. <laughs> but um, I remember him <laughs> scoring the goal to knock us out of the cup midweek, went into extra time, and he walked off with his hands behind his ears. And oh. yeah, that's, yeah. Well, I see him. He scored. He scored the goal. That might have even been it. Though. It he might have been. I can't remember what the final score was. Cut- Cupped his ears, yeah, and ran right the way across the Holmesdale. And I was, <laughs> you know, I was, I was with a mate of mine, Stretch, who's, who's a Sunderland fan, and he's he he was trying so hard to sit on his hands, but I said, "You get up and shout!" No one's going to say nothing anyway. But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah, looked, it, my mate looks at me with his grin. I thought you bastard. <laughs> the other bit of goading, I like. It's nothing to do with the Palace game. Did anyone see the Jamie Vardy penalty yesterday? The first one. No. Slams in the penalty, runs up to the keeper, points, large, yeah, points in his list. face, gives yep. it some, and then what, what? How long was it until the the second penalty completely blazes it over? <laughs> and even even though Everton are out of the game completely, right. the goalie right the back goalie at you. gives it right back. <laughs> it was great. It was you know you got to love a little banter on the pitch, you know. Yeah, who was it that? Um, when we when Fre- I think it was when Freeman scored against Wolves in the in the playoffs in whatever year that was ninety uh, mid early nineties and I want to say it was David Tuttle just I might, I might I could be wrong just ran up and he, had no, he almost had nothing to do with the goal but he ran up and got right up in a Wolves defender's face just screaming at him as Freeman ran off celebrating it was awesome no it was uh Jamie 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 Smith did it I remember that I remember that and he's giving it right you know was it was it Tuttle. I, I think Smith. I think it's too early for Jamie Smith. No, was, see, Smith came the following year, didn't he? Yeah, I think he so. Came, yeah, never mind. Oh, yeah, because I think he gave it. You know what? He gave it to us. I gave it. To, he gave it to somebody on our team in that playoff match. I remember the right. Wolves game. That's no one, no one's ever done banter in, in face to face like that. Uh, uh, um, Martin Keown did to Van Nistelrooy. That wasn't face to face. That he, was a karate in... chop from the eye. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when, when Van Nistelrooy missed that penalty, and he, do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, that was just yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Imagine Martin Keown. Just imagine just turning your head to the right and seeing him <laughs> come flying in at you, eight foot up in the air, very, arms very outstretched. Scary. That would have been terrible. Yeah, that would have been terrible. After something uh, like Planet of the Apes. Anyway, we need to wrap up the game. Anybody got any final thoughts on the game? I mean, we we saw it out. It was I thought it was a, a, a great second half performance, and I'm sort of torn really with with the next game. Do we make changes and rest people and give other people a chance, or do we? try and pick up some momentum, stick to the same team and go forward that way very quickly, Patrick. No, I think we've made our point, no pun intended, we're safe. Um, we've, we're on a decent run, you know, the Man United and um, Newcastle matches side, we've got on a decent run with Arsenal, West Ham in there and obviously Norwich. So I think we've we've gotten our form back slightly and obviously beaten Watford. So I think we're fine. I think we rest the key players for Sunday and go forward. Joe? Um... Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Wilf get a if if he if he can, um, no, you know, get 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 a little just a little bit of a even if just just a half, but um, I, I think they'll all be they'll all be on um, you know cut final Fizzy watch, and they yeah no cut final watch praying not to get injured on you know injured sent off or whatever. I think I think that will be um, 
yeah, the, the next one will be a complete letdown, I think. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too worried. We've, you know, we've stayed where we are. We're in the Premier League next year, which is, which is all that matters for the future of our club. Yeah, certainly don't agree with you. Yeah, um, I think, I believe we're going to have some forward reviews, and then we're going to go on to the subject of the under 25s Ultimate 25. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at Homesdale Radio. Forward reviews. CPFC underscore North underscore East at any Palace fan. Boom, boom, Gales time. Uh, ABV at Arthur Block. B. Gale gets glorious goals. Johnny Esther at I am the J Law. Four years in Prem. At Sideboy74. Loved giving Shawcross. Hell. Heel. Hell. I think there's an apostrophe in there. It shouldn't be in there. Ben Long, at Ben James Long, and find, can now finally relax. CPFC Sid supporters at CPFC underscore Sid. Gail and Wickham works. Only the second half. Uh, Andy Camru, arithmetically safe at last. Uh, Kevin Dot Lines, Kevin Lines 72, Gail blows away Stoke. Forward Reviews. Review the game next week by tweeting hashtag Forward Review to add Whole Radio. The all-time Palace 25-man squad. Tweet us your suggestions and we'll choose in or bin. Right. So, as you just heard there, we're going to start looking at the the very final knock-ins of our Ultimate 25 squad. Do I need to, do I need to go through it all? Do I need to remind people who's in there? Well, I mean, we've overrun enough as it is. Yeah, go ahead, just in case. Very quickly, Nigel Martin, John Jackson, Julian Speroni, Scott Dan, Eric Young, Jim Cannon, Andy Thorne, Nathaniel Klein, Kenny Sampson, Dean Gordon, Danny Butterfield, Will Sahar, Peter Taylor, Dom Rogers, John Salako, Jeff Thomas, Andy Gray, Akiri Alati, Attila Lombardo, Gareth Southgate, Ian Wright, Andy Johnson, Mark Bright, Dougie Freeman, Clint Morrison are in. And the bins currently are Michael Hughes, Simon Roger, Ashley Cole, John Pepperton, Sean Derry and John Humphrey. Um, if you didn't catch any of that, tough shit. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> so what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the manager first? Nah, do Butterfield. Right. Now, mm. <laughs> I right. can't believe you've been in him. Left foot, right foot, header. Can't believe it. Eight I, minutes. Listen, let's let. So, what we're doing is we, we've given the, we've given you all an opportunity to vote for one of those players to be cruel. I mean, it's like X Factor. To be honest, they've exactly. been told they're in. They think they're going to the judges' houses. Taking them away to another room. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, someone start playing some sad music, and someone's going to break it to them. They're going to they're going to get kicked out. He right? doesn't even know. He's not on Twitter. He doesn't even know he's made the team. He won't even feel it. Oh, that's all right then. Um, so, and I'm, I mean, I'm stunned. You got the, the person we're having to potentially, you know, kick out is is the one and only Danny Butterfield again. As Jell has already said, Mister Left Left Foot Right Foot had a, what was it seven minutes in a huge huge game that was so important for us on a financial level. Can I ask a question? Who was the keeper? For that night. Exactly. Well, there you go. That goes down about twenty percent in my book. <laughs> <laughs> kick, kick him out! Kick him out! Because he was a rubbish goalie. He was younger back then too. Hennessy, you know, Hennessy comes in for a lot of stick, but he, you know, we can't if if uh, if we if we, if we pin Danny goals. Butterfield getting booted out on Hennessy, then I'm not going next season because so I won't be able to look at him. So, I mean, for me. I wasn't on the show when Danny Butterfield got in. Um, if I had been, I'd have been 
beating my chest for him to be in. I, I think he's a he's a fantastic. He's been a fantastic servant for the club. He was very unlucky with his injury when we at the time we were in the Premier League. Um, sort of lost out to Emerson Boyce, which is no you know that's no shame because Emerson Boyce was a fantastic player as well. Um, notice he didn't get put into the ultimate twenty five though. Um, did, did Butterfield kick himself um, instead of kicking the ball out of play for Sheffield Wednesday to get their equaliser in? The... Thank you. Oh yeah, yes, that was him. When uh, when uh, when who scored the goal? Clark. No, it was. Yeah. No, it was. was Leon, it, um... Leon Clark. Right? Wasn't Leon Clark who scored the goal? No, yeah, I can't. can't you, you know what was he did? Jamal, um, was it Jamal Johnson, someone like that? No, no it was no, definitely you, no. you know what? Whoever it was, we can't we can't remember who it was. But do you know what he actually did and what happened to him after? Yeah, night, yeah. right? Night scored. That's what it was. Yeah, no, do you, what did do you know? What he did? He he ran round behind the goal, past us, past him, ran down the main stand, and right. halfway down he kicked, kicked the hoarding, yeah, and yeah. broke his toe. <laughs> 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 I've got I've got a couple of mates who are Wednesday fans. I've got a guy at work who's a fan, and that's the first that's the first thing he said to me when um when we you know became a, apparent I was a Palace fan. He was a Wednesday fan. He went. Oh, if only he hadn't kicked that bloody advertising order, we'd have been still with a chance. Um, can, can, I, can I just very, very quickly tell you a story? I had a phone out Sky the other day to complain about my broadband service. Anyway, the, the chat was really, really nice guy called Matt for about 40 minutes trying to sort out my problems. And then he says to me, he said, where are you? Just you the Sky that? ones or the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah, dear Matt. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, and, and, and he said, he said, South London, he said, who do you support? I said, Palace. He went, I said, who, who do you support? I said, where are you? He said, I'm in Sheffield. I said, you're a blade or an owl? He said, I'm an owl. I went, oh. He went, I was there that game. He said, and I have to tell you, he said, apart from Leeds, when they come down, I've never, ever heard crowd so loud. He said, it was unbelievable. Made it our stand shake from the other end. But he said, I was gutted that day. He said, I cried for my team. But I wished him good good luck for this season. So. It's only taken him, what, six years to bounce back? That's not bad. Yeah. Well, I What's, really, I, I, yeah, for what it's worth, I really hope they. I they do, do too. They go away. I, I, I hope they, they do. It. That was so funny. Anyway, Danny Butterfield. I don't care what he did in that game because it was irrelevant because <laughs> we survived. What, what was more significant is what he did in that FA Cup game. That was huge for us. <laughs> um. So if it's if it's coming down to it, I'm 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 shoving in a massive in in the Danny Butterfield camp, Patrick. Tension. <laughs> it's ultimate 25. It's not nice guys 25. It just isn't. And as much as I like Danny Butterfield and that, that hat trick does sit in my mind, you've got Scott, Dan, Eric Young, Jim Cannon, Andy Thorne, Nathaniel Klein, Kenny Sadson. Cut him off. Dean, Dean Gordon. <laughs> Cut him off quickly. Which, does, oh, which, which doesn't belong. <laughs> seriously. All, all joking aside, which doesn't belong and why? Come on. In that group, you really put Butterfield in that group of excellent, top-class Palace former defender. She just can't. And I like him a lot. He's a nice person. I've never met him, but I'm sure he's a very nice person. I'm sorry. I'd have to bin him. Left foot, right foot, Edda. In. Yeah, yeah. But except he's not a striker. In. You're right. I would... I would he played he was a striker that day. I, man's I, I, girl. No, no, I, and this is this is probably going to certainly get a few backs up. I would put Klein... I would volunteer Klein to go first before Danny. You're out, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Are you out of your... Oh, my God. An Academy product England player over Danny... Under, oh, right. Okay, you're right. Definitely. Well, we, we, well we're, we're 2-1 at the moment. Tom, Tom, put it in. A, type in. In or bin. Type it in quick. Joking. In, in 100%. Chat. 
Oh, he's he spoke. He spoke. No, Producer but... literally spoken. What about the fans? What are the fans saying, Tom? Oh, f*** the fans. <laughs> oh, I've done a... Oh, shouldn't have done a... Fan. Uh, get that time, by the way. 57%. 57% bin for Danny Butterfield. 57%. So what does that mean? The amount of I just say... <laughs> Hold on, I think we seem to have some interference with the Brighton show that's going on tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So, is that a bin? That's got to be. He's, he's been binned. But yeah. I'm, I'm... We love you, Danny. But you got. So, go. what does that mean? We've now got another space. Yes. Yeah. Really have... Right. And wild card. Got a wild card. So, if you've got anyone that you think, anyone that you even possibly could think of that might deserve a space over Danny Butterfield, pff, good luck thinking of someone. Um, <laughs> Get in touch with the show at, at Whole Radio uh, and use the hashtag You're Wrong. So... Yeah, get, get in contact with Chris because me and, me and Albert are quitting. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to miss you too. I've enjoyed it. I really have. You guys are brilliant. Take care. Bye. Right, we're going. Patrick, you're in charge. See you later. One man show. Yeah. Patrick O'Connor. No, look, me and Joe will see this one out and then we'll have to discuss the terms of our the contract extension, won't we, Joe? Yeah, we've had a doubt. <laughs> All right, Mr. Mr. Pardew. Right. <laughs> so who so now we've got to talk about probably a slightly less controversial subject. We asked you who you think our ultimate twenty five manager should be. Um and it's coming, just looking at the results here, it's Peter Taylor. So <laughs> no, obviously, obviously, um, Steve Koppel is obviously, you know, I can't even... What was the percentage for Koppel? 92. What was the other 8%? Do we know that? It's got to be maybe um, Burt Head, (laughs) Malcolm Allison. Tom, have you got any stats for us? Who is the other 8%? Yeah, Allison went back some. Yeah. Allison, and I reckon there'd be a few few Freedmans. Definitely. And well deserved. And probably, and I'd I'd be a worryingly... um, Oh, Venables too. Pulis, I reckon. I reckon Pulis got at oh, least yeah. four percent yeah. of that. Can we hunt them down? Yeah. How many think voted for Alan Mullery? <laughs> if you've if you've if you voted for Pulis, get in touch with the show at Whole Radio hashtag Pulis. Leave your address, and we'll send you a, a really nice special prize. <laughs> <laughs> Is that threatening enough? Anyway, Steve Koppel, someone. I mean, what? You know how, what can we what can we do to what can we say that's not already been said um, about Steve Koppel, Patrick, Gel. You don't have to I wax mean, lyrical about him. Don't he just gave us gave us all our recent history. So, Patrick, without Gell. him, without him, there is no. I mean, we don't have a a history from eighty four to ninety whatever. I mean, he was the best man we ever had. The man brought us up several times. You know, our, our best ever team prior to this one as far as FA Cup, was his team. You know, his remnants are all over our current team with Solako and Shaw and Pardew and Woodman and et cetera. So everybody, oh, Brighty, obviously. I mean, we we, we, we wax lyrical about those good old days in the 90s and with Koppel. So, I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing to be said. He's a great manager. I want to throw out one other thing, is that um, a good friend of mine, Will Block, who a couple of us met over here, uh, is actually a good friend of Steve Koppel's, knows his son, Sam. So, I mean, if nothing else, I'll put him in just for that. What, because he could potentially get back to you? Yes. <laughs> and 
Is he a four-time manager, isn't he? I'm looking at it now. It says first spell, second spell. Yeah, four-time. The last one didn't end very well. So I kind of I glossed over that, but he took up for Venables. So. Didn't he yeah. leave, leave three times and then was fired? Fourth. You know who fired him? Simon Jordan doesn't have much much yeah, exactly. praise for him in his book. Exactly. With but, balance. listen, I'm a big fan of Simon Jordan. Um, <laughs> are you really? Are you being, are you being no, sarcastic? No, I think, I think Simon Jordan took on... All right, he, you know, I'm not saying he's a, he's a perfect human being and he, you know, at times he's his own worst enemy. But Love the book, by the way. The book he's, is awesome. He, Even if you don't is, like him, read the book. In fact, we're going to serialise it on this podcast. I'm going to read a chapter a week and it's going to be oh, the extra and content. And I'll do one. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, he, he just loved to stick two fingers up to the to the. He just didn't want to conform to what to they anybody. Wanted. Right. Yeah, I, I, I like that about people. I used to do that when I was younger. Didn't give me anywhere. So people, <laughs> the, thing, the thing for me, and again, it's, it's tangent centric this pod, this um, show. But you look at what what he did to Dowie when Dowie turned up at Charlton and the, the rip on live <laughs> yes, at the press conference. Brilliant. You know, that, that was a real, you know. You, we're not going to have the the, the PIWS taken out of us anymore. And you know, people say it was embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but that, you know, that's even though it's football, and it's an it's an emo, it's an emotive sport, and it's you know, it's all sort of built on fans' passion. You know, it is a business at the end of the day, and yes. you could you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that in in the wider working world. And um, you know, we've 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 literally just seen that we've done it to the Pulis as well. Exactly, and, I was just about to say that. And, yeah. but, but both both of those both of those parties, Dowie and Pulis, were proved to have done something wrong. Um. And why 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 shouldn't we take him to task on it? I know obviously Parish and Co went about theirs slightly more, uh, shall we say, um, a bit more subtlety. We've, we've lawyers, yeah, <laughs> not some heavy kicking kicking down <laughs> press conference with a with a white envelope. But um, I think you know, looking looking at you know reading Jordan's book, I've never heard Steve Coppel comment on what went wrong and this that and the other. But you know, sometimes you know people just don't get on, and it's of no surprise to me that. Simon Jordan and Steve Koppel didn't really click. And, and ultimately, one's working for the other. And one pays the wages, the other one essentially does what he's told. And if it's not working, it's got to go, right or wrong. I, I got some, uh, I just got a little, the last. It, bad, it's not, it, it doesn't show Koppel in a bad light. I don't think it shows Jordan in a bad light. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, I've got the last last bit from the uh, from the chat. Um, I'm sad on that forward slash chat um, about uh, the in or bin. Bert said said bin. Booted Eagle said bin. Maximus two UK said bin. Couple said bin. No, no, no. This is this is uh, Danny Butterfield. Oh. Uh, and then we're going on to um, going on to uh, 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 the manager and um, so Cole Eagle says um, uh, couple uh, Maximus couple. Bert said, said Dario Grady. Um, Ernie Wally got a mention. Mallory, but with a big smile. Um, <laughs> and if Booted Eagle says George Burley, and there's a big pint of something, <laughs> big picture of a pint next to it. Uh, I have no idea what that means. Um, someone said Patrick on it, and then someone else said Tango Man. So they've obviously got very bored, and they've, they're all... <laughs> all um, but yeah, uh, Jordan, and then Cool Eagle said Jordan's book is is like Julius Caesar's rewriting of his own history. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so, bloody good read though. Still good to yeah. read. I'm going to say, brilliant read. Regardless, and and and, and, the, and the thing is, um, uh, Palace Forever turned said, "He says, am I right that Jordan felt Coppel wasn't ambitious enough?" But anyway, we we can. Um, I think he sort of, he seemed to suggest that he was you know he was trying to get 
reactions out of Coppel. You know, what's the plan? What are we doing? You know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because he's a businessman. That's why. That's the thing. Simon Jordan was a businessman who had to learn about football. So, and, and it's exactly the same as Steve Parrish. Steve Parrish is a you know successful businessman who has had to learn about football. Made loads of mistakes along the way. But the thing about Jordan is, and, and the thing about Parrish and Jordan that, that uh, you know I, I know this for definite is that. There are people that wanted to put a lot of stuff out in the open, and Steve Parrish turned around and said that he would not wash our dirty laundry in public anymore, which is not what Simon Jordan wanted to do, because when he wanted to do that, he wanted to embarrass people. He wanted maximum, you know, he wanted literally the maximum effect and bursting in on on, um, uh, Dowie and and serving him with that was just, was genius. Was genius because he he was so he felt so wronged. Right. You can imagine how how good he felt after doing that. That would just would be so, you know, see you in court. And I think the great I remember watching it live on Sky Sports News. I think the best thing about it was he was <clears throat> they they cut back to the studio obviously because it all sort of kicked off and it was all a bit uh, what's going. On? And Simon Jordan was already on the phone waiting to just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 Brilliant, brilliant. I also think Simon Jordan well, probably liked the fact that we're talking about Coppelard's our greatest manager and we've somehow ended up talking about Simon Jordan. There's something quite yeah. ironic. <laughs> you know, people forget he's only, he's only 32 when he took over the club and, you know, he only had about 35 million behind him, which, yeah, listen, 35 million quid would see me, right? But I'm not going to go out and buy a football team, no matter how much I love it. I think he, um, he, comes, he was his own worst enemy, but, you know, he, he put his... Um, Cajones on the chopping Self, block. Self-made too. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Steve Coppel, um, do we need to get the numbers? Do we need to announce him as in? I'll officially say he's in for me. Well, it was ninety-two percent. There's nothing we can say about it, but you know, we're all we're all much of a listen. Much listen, if they can, if they can kick Danny Butterfield out, mate, anything can happen. Uh, <laughs> no one's safe. Um, but Steve Coppel has just been confirmed as the manager of our arm at twenty-five. Um, are we going to do chairman? We're going to do text, chairman this week. Text my mate and let him know because he'll tell, tell Steve will be very chuffed about this. Trust well, tell your mate to get uh, to get couple on, 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 on it. On Skype. Well, 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 there's only three of us. We had we had a dropout, didn't we? This you know Alex is meant to be on today. He's dropped out. Why didn't yeah. you know couple could fill in? Yeah, um, chairman next week, I think, isn't it? <laughs> Parrish, is Goldberg, <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> Lim, <laughs> Nodes. All the big hitters. It's not. But, you know, if you do want to let us know who your favourite chairman was, who are we to stop you? Do get in touch. At Hull Radio. Uh, we're doing chairman, not stands. No, he was, wasn't he a chairman? Yeah, he was. No, you're talking about Ray. Is it Ray Bloy? Ray, Ray Bloy, sorry. Ray Bloy. Arthur, Wait, Ray. Arthur Wait was a chairman. Was I think he? he was. That's why he named after him. Yeah, he was a chairman. Wait, before Bloy, I believe. Like oh. in the early 60s. Yeah, there you go. Um... Well, I think that's the end of the show, isn't it? Anybody, any other, I'm going to say any other business. I'm looking at the agenda here. Any other business? Well, we could give him a little bit of a teaser and say that we've got we've got a, a special guest lined up um, for for an, for an interview in the next couple sometime in the next couple of days. Um, it's not Steve Koppel. No, it's not. But it could be soon. Is it soon. Chris Hambling? <laughs> Who? Chris <laughs> That guy that used to present this this sucker. <laughs> right. 
Um, we have got a, a bit, of, a bit of last bit of contact. Um, just to sum up, I think it sort of goes for. You know, it's quite an important point going forward into the FA Cup and potentially um, next season. We got um, a message from Jerry. Um, says without detracting from our forthcoming Wembley game, Palace will struggle next season without more firepower, which I certainly agree with. Um, I'm delighted with our home win in our last game of the season. Gale was my man of the match, and although Wickham was not his best, he helped create distraction, room, and space for Gale, who even before the goals was our most potent threat. Um, he's put treat. I think he meant threat. Apologies, Jerry, if I've done you a disservice there. Um, that's that's one thing. That's one thing we didn't do. Man of the match, very quickly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the sack. Boom, 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 Gale. Yeah, Gale, without a doubt. Yeah. Can't be anyone else. Yeah, can't argue with that. Um, stick around, podcast listeners, because there will be some extra content. Um, and if you've listened live and you want to listen to the extra content, you're going to have to download it and give us another 20 minutes of your time, which we'd very much appreciate. Um, in the meantime, I'd like to say thank you to Patrick O'Connor. You're welcome. Thank you. I'd like to say thank you to Mr. Chow Helio. Cheers, mate. Well done tonight. Well, we tried, you know what I mean. Um, and, <laughs> and producer Tom for not playing Steptoe and Son for about 25 minutes on a loop. So thanks to everybody. And listen, um, last home game of the season, I think we, you know, we all just need to focus on Wembley. Now those going to Southampton, I think, um, got to give the team a lift. And hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll be talking about, I'm not going to say it, but it could be a momentous occasion. Um, thanks for listening. See you soon. Hello and welcome to Take Two of the extra content on Homestead Radio. We, Why did it take two? Well, we would, we eight minutes of gold. <laughs> it, was, it was absolute gold. That you I mean, would never... Yeah, I said something about proposing to my wife. That lobster was mentioned. I was trying to get that in, you know, that I can afford lobster. Um, Jell had some great stuff about getting, um, getting engaged. Patrick started talking about youth players because that's what we're going to talk about now. And we were eight minutes into it. It was it was going to be award winning. I'd already had the, I, I was writing the speech literally as you guys were talking. I was writing the acceptance speech for the football blogging awards. Best newcomer, Chris Hambling, re- uh, replacement, <laughs> sixteen seventeen. And then Tom came on and said, "Guys, there's been a problem." And he got a bit pernickety. Someone said you weren't recording. He said I was recording, but there was another issue. <laughs> bottom line, bottom line, eight minutes gone. So I'm never going to get that back. We're never going to get that back. Exactly. Oh, and, I, I, and today's Mother's Day in America, so you know. Ah, oh, God bless those American mothers that they. <laughs> well, my they're, mom. They're not going to know what they missed out on that eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, right, Pat, Pat. Tell us how many youth players we've just binned. So we've binned eight players: Christian Scales, Connor Diamond, Andreas Bremer. Reese Alassani, David Gregory, oh. Spencer Forte, I believe it's pronounced, Matthew George and Will Hoare. So very quickly, I know that Chris... I made Gale's... a good joke about his middle name being Anne Ronald's no. wife is a... And, <laughs> I mean, they're never going to hear that. I mean, they've heard it then, but now I'm crowbarring it in. I just right. like to... Tom, are we, uh, Tom are, we, are we good? Are we recording this bit? Yes. Right. Hey. Patrick, carry on. <laughs> no. Um, Chris's girls with the kid that the left back. I really liked a lot during the South African tour. I thought he'd get more chances to play. He went on he went on loan and I guess it didn't really work out. Connor Dime was a captain of twenty ones. He went he went on the didn't on he the have a, um, he had an interview in the um NBC documentary, didn't he? With Mark Bright, yeah, when Mark yeah. Bright actually announced where he was going, which is it was actually kinda of cool to see how that whole interaction works. But um 
The one that really surprises me, besides David Gregory, who both John and I know a little bit, great kid, and Joe will talk about, you know, something in a minute about, you know, David, is that Reese Alassani, because Reese Alassani is a kid I, who, believe I know, he's an Arsenal supporter, actually, which is interesting. But we signed to a huge contract when he was, like, 15, 16, one of the biggest contracts ever for a youth player. He was getting, you know, tapped up by other teams about leaving us. He's played on the uh, England under-17 team that won the Euros and was really counted as the next really, really great flair player. And he just never developed. I know he had some injury issues, but it's a shame that, you know, we've done so much with our academy. But of late, you know, you've got Wilf and you've got Wilf. We haven't had anybody come through. And I think we've really got to address this because it's a shame that players like this, who to me, seem talented. I'm, I'm not, you know, Gary... What's his name again? Is Youth it? Academy. Yeah, I'm not Gary. Is I don't know. I don't see him every day. But you would think that one of these guys would be able to get a contract with us, as opposed to being released. And I hope they really land somewhere. Joe, any thoughts? Um, I'll, 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 before we were cancelled, take one. <laughs> um, the lost tapes. Yeah. The lost tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think a, a, a way forward, you know, if we're just trying to nick kids from school and then take them, you know, is to run is to run alongside other academies. I know that Bobby Barry, I guess, what you've had on before, um, you know, when they turned around and said, you know, we, we were waxing lyrical about Wilf, and he said, "There's a thousand Wilfs out there," you know, but, but we don't see them for our academy. Um, but he said, he, you know, he gets phone calls all the time and gets players brought to him, and you know, and, and he has a look at them and. Maybe we need to ally ally ourselves against uh, against some of these some of these academies, you know, that 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 are a lower level, you know. Um, so that if they, re- you know, and and the thing is, if they really do have players that are that that show potential, then 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 you know, with the club can can buy them and and take them through the academy on a more professional, I'm not saying it's not going to be, you know, not professional in, in, in Bobby Barry's um, academy, but, you know, into a more a higher status as such. Um, and that way the money would then filter down because we know there's, a, there's always a, a big hoo-ha in this country. And I'm a, a massive advocate that not enough money goes down to grassroots football at all. Um, and, and, and that would certainly um, help us. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, you know that, that something is happening. I'd be amazed if it isn't, and if it isn't, then it maybe it should do. Um, you know, it should be allying ourselves against other. Because you know, a friend of mine sadly passed away last year. I mean, his son um, was eight or nine, and 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 he was he's only a, he's only a nipper. But what they did, they they did some tests on him and said that he was going to end up being six three, six four. They could wow. they could tell he was going to be a big lump. Like well, my mate was a big fella anyway, um, and and they gave him a two year deal. Um, to, to, but 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 mainly to keep him out of out of Fulham's hands. So you know the, the academies in London are, are, are getting much much better. So we need to that the more help that we can get from from grassroots um, and people that are watching football day in day out, not just um, taking a, a a trip down to Margate to plunder the. You know, to plunder Margate's centre forwards. Um, you know, I, I, I would hope that we, after we releasing what we thought, you know, what you thought, Patrick, what I thought were players that had a a huge chance. Although I'm one of the the rare people that that actually thought that Reese Alassani was was literally too small, too light. You know, I, I don't know whether he bulked up. I hadn't seen him, but 
Okay. I actually just, never saw him play live, so I wouldn't know, but I just saw him on, you know, videotape or... Yeah, no, no, no. He's he, 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 a very, very, very good player. Right. I, I remember sitting there commentating with, with Chris. I think the Man City game, when I always said to you, that um, Carlo Torre came back from Man City and he was he was so fat, so he, he looked like a roundabout. But, um, <laughs> and, um, but he played in that, I'm sure he played in that game. But I remember he, he, like, he kept getting bumped off the ball and I, I, I thought... Oh, don't say nothing, Joe. Don't say nothing. And I didn't say nothing. Anyway, there was this huge lump sitting about five chairs away from us, or, or just near us. And I was so glad I didn't because it was his dad. And he made oh my goodness makes me look like a school kid. You know what I mean? He's an absolute giant of a fella. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, it's uh, I get saddened when we when we. Like you said, there's a, there's this not enough talent coming through, and I think that the way forward for us is is for the Premier League to use its influence and and bring in the the homegrown players. You know, in in every European game, then we need to have six or seven English players. That way, would that's the way that would benefit English football and, and and having the most amount of money and being this all you know all powerful Premier League is to use a bit of influence and maybe set something like that up. Albert, I want to throw one thing out there. I know we, we're playing them in two weeks. Uh, Man United, it was totally by luck that um, Van Hall stumbled across people like Rashford and um, Fonsu Mensah and Varela. Bothick Jackson. Bothick Jackson, exactly. But if they can do it, there's no reason why we can't. You know what I mean? I mean... They, you know, we were talking about the class of 92 and how, you know, Man and I had those players and the comment, you know, you never win with kids, all that stuff. But if Man and I can do it, even by accident, and find a player like Rashford and, and have him become so good such a short time, when they're talking about him maybe going to the Euros, which is ridiculous, there's no reason why Palace can't next year, like I said you know, earlier, was why we can't throw in a Kai Kai next year and a Boateng and give them a chance. Because, again, you know, as Jill has said, I know Nick said before, you, you don't know if they can play unless you give them a chance. You've got to give them a chance. And I really think that there are a couple of players that can definitely play for us. There's another kid I know, oh, Adrea, uh, who's another uh, 17-year-old kid we, we brought uh, to one of the recent games, and I think he's one of our up-and-coming midfielders. Give the kid a chance on, 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 on Sunday against uh, Southampton. You know, let's see what they got. It's not a pressure game. It's a chance to get in front of the, you know, get on the Premier League pitch. Let's try it, because, I mean, we always know we relate to our players so much more when they're, when they're one of our own. I mean, it's a silly song. We sing it all the time, but it's very true. And you get a player that's one of our own and for our academy. I mean, again, historically, my favorite player of all time is Kenny Sansom. And the reason is, when he was coming to the academy, I actually saw him play as a 17-year-old. I was like maybe 13 years old. I saw him come and play for Paris from 17 up to 22, 23. I saw him come through the ranks. It was so great to see a player who I knew was a local kid and, you know, for Palace. And we need to do that more often. We just have to. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a valid point. And I think we'd all like to see it. I just think, it's a, you know, obviously it's a different game it's these days. It's a risk, and, yeah. And Man United's a good example, but, you know, not, you know I'm, not, I'm not dishing out any sympathy to Man United here, but, you know, they've had an absolutely horrific, horrific yes, run injuries. of injuries. Yeah. And, I mean, they're lucky that, I mean, Man United should, should have very decent youth players who... You know, who with a bit of experience, you know, Rashford is the perfect example. With you know, within a you know within a couple of games, he's 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 got that he's got that natural quality and ability to you know almost fit in. And and let's face it, 
Man United, even with their without their injury um, problems, haven't been a standout team to watch. All right, they're you know exactly. they, they're in the final of the cup as are we, and they're going to probably get you know some sort of European football out of it. But you know they've, they've not done it with you know electric blistering football. So to, to to bring in kids who are playing maybe a bit more unrestricted and you know a bit more sort of with with instincts, I think I don't, I don't think you're going to see a disparity much between those two you know those two sort of sets of players, if you will. I think right. it's a it's a wider Premier League problem that when unless you're like I say Man United backed into a corner, no other option. When when can you afford to to bring in someone in a in a game? You know, there's there's not many games in the Premier League throughout however many games every team plays in total. There's not many games that you, you can you know call meaningless. And, I agree. And. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I don't want them to be given a chance. I'd, I'd love to, but to, to be the manager that has to step up and say, do you know what? I am going to chuck him in because we all talk about, you know, confidence and, you know, even talking about Jordan much earlier, you know, his confidence when his confidence isn't there, he might as well not be there. As you know, yeah. seems to be the opinion of him. So imagine being a, you know, 17, 18 year old and having having the, the weight of that expectation on you. Great point. Yeah. So, you know, some players, some players thrive on it. You know. Um, Oh, it's the second time I've forgotten him. Is it Duncan Watmore at, at Sunderland? Yeah, Sunderland, yeah, Watmore, yep. No, he's been a revelation. But again, he's not nailed on to start. You know, they still use him for fairly sparingly. He's injury-prone, that's why. And that's because, he's, he's been that's because they're, in a, they're in a relegation scrap, and they will be until the last game of the season. So it's, you know, I think Everton, you can say, have, have done really well at bringing in young players. But guess what? They want their manager out. So... Yeah. So it's a hard. It must be. It must be hard for for any any manager to take that risk. And Villa's um, trying it. It's not working out for them. So yeah, Villa's exactly. So I mean, I, I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, you could. You know, uh, having having a rule like Gel says, you got to play five actually homegrown players, not these. As long as they've been at your academy for three years, by the age of twenty one, then they count as homegrown. That's not right because they're not going to go on to play for the England team. Which no, is that's right. And, and, and but that's what we need to make that distinction. Yeah, make that distinction. Definitely. Um, so I don't know. What the, I, yeah, you know, it's sad to see these players released, but it's happening for a reason, obviously. And you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a person who's, you know, whether it's Gary or I know Mark Bright's heavily involved in sort of the youth players and the loanees, particularly. You know, if they don't think they're up to it, and they, they can only give their honest opinion, you know, to the chairman or to whoever it is that makes, you know, the execs who make these decisions. If they're not feeling they're up to it, then you know, it's as sad as it is, then they're not up to it. No matter how much you know, footballers aren't. You know, great footballers aren't made on promise. But I do, I, I do. I mean, I know we used the Man United as that example, but that was just an absolute fluke where they got, you know, that the, the players that come through the, the, the nucleus of that team. When you had Beckham, who, who was probably the best ball player in the world at the time, you had Skulls, who, who is now probably recognised by. Anyone around the age of about thirty-five is probably one of the midfielders of a generation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, and then you, and then you mix that up with the Neville brothers. You know, while they were playing together, were absolutely fantastic. And then, av- and then, average to decent players like Nicky Butt just backing them up. And then you whack Van Nistelrooy into that side, and and then, and stick, then... And then stick Yap Stam at the back. You're talking about you, then you're talking about a world-class side, which won what it did. And it deserved to because they mixed that, 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 you know. But what I'm saying is I I think with an academy, a Premier League academy, I think you should be trying to nick at least a player a year out of it. If you've got three three to 500 kids, you should be nicking one, surely. Otherwise, I mean, literally, how much does it cost 
to, to run that academy. It has to be uh, 20, 25 million pounds, I would have thought, a, a, a year. If we're going to step up, we need to build Premier League. Be, yeah, Premier yeah, so, League so, so, I mean, you look at Carrington for Manchester United. That, Carrington is probably better than Selhurst Park. Of course it is. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so, so we are tons behind that. But if if we're not if we're not able to produce a player a year to to, to either play for us or to sell on a la uh, John Bostock. For you know, bring him through for two years and then sell him for a million. Nathaniel Klein or, or Nathaniel Klein. Moses. Right. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but Vic Mo only went because he because the, he was sold. Oh on, yeah, at the time, yeah, administrator. Yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is, otherwise he still would have stayed with us. Well, saying that he would have Wigan were sniffing anyway and, and offering silly money, so that that was it. But um, you know, if, if we can't do that, then we literally may as well not have it, because all you're doing is you are breaking. The hearts of, of too many kids, three to five hundred a year. I'm not having, and I'm no matter how, how hard and harsh football can be, I'd, I would hate to be part of that. You know, I'd, I'd, you know, we might as well just try and do what everyone else does and just buy success. But the, you know, that's a that's a that's a great point. But you look at you know, look at Chelsea. Their youth teams on the FA Cup was it three years in a row? Um, have you have you seen any of their players in the? In the first team, a couple, you know, Loftus Cheek maybe, and a couple others. But... He's the only one, exactly. Which, but then you look at how... you're right; that's ridiculous. But you, you look at the, the issue they've got at the moment is that is it um, Selenka, Dominic Selenka, Selenka, yeah, who he wants some big money, right? He wants fifty grand a week. <laughs> let, let, let me let me tell you about Chelsea, right? About, how about Bamford, isn't Bamford a Chelsea Academy yeah. uh, product? A, a... About eight years mm. ago, maybe eight <laughs> nine years ago, I got a mate Gary Orman owns Cray Wanderers, and we sold a we sold a player to um, Aldershot. And Aldershot, I've always had, always had a very close affinity with Chelsea, and always played there a pre-season friendly there. So we were invited down to go and have a look with the player that used to play for Cray, and it was the day that I saw who was that Chelsea player that he was absolutely dog shit, um, and he, he he wouldn't leave, and he just played his. He was, a, he was a, I think he was a Dutch centre back, and he just stayed at Chelsea forever and ever. Winston Bogard. Winston Bogard. He was, yeah, yeah. was toilet. He really was. But anyway, but we went down there, and and, and at the time, I know they've now got, now got a new academy in a different place. But I think it was a Cobham we went to, and let me tell you that there was seven games going on at once. Seven games, and I would say that uh, maybe more than three quarters of those players were uh, the kids were uh, African descent. And when I mean that, I mean that they Chelsea have a huge scouting network and they take the best kids from Africa and bring them to London with their families. I can promise you that. It's, it's absolutely massive. It's just hoarding, you know, hoarding isn't and, it? And, it's, and, it's, and, and, and that's, what, but that's what they do because Abramovich has such a vast amount of money that he can take the best kids... The, the 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 prospect the best prospects out of Africa, and no one else will get a look in. Jail, not just Africa. My nephew is in South Norwood. is in a Chelsea academy. He's eight. He's eight years old. And he travels from South Norwood to Cobham to train three times a week. Yeah. So well, they, they pick. They will cherry pick a player from anywhere if they think there's potential there. And, 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 and it's nothing to thing. them. But what I'm saying is, you know, when, and then when you've got um, who's their centre forward? Um, oh, my brain's gone. Patrick now. Manford. No, they're... Who's <laughs> the uh, oh, most famous centre-forward? I can't Ever. think. 
Yeah, one of them. Uh, yeah, black guy. Um, Andre Flo. Drug Drogba. Drogba. Yeah, when you got when you've got Drogba, um, probably. And with, that's why those kids will come over. And, and that's what I'm saying. But yeah, when you've got him, and Play then he, yeah. and he's probably got every single agent in Africa, yep, or, or wherever. Way. And that's the same as when I'll, t- I'll tell you what was very similar when we had uh, Fancy he and and uh, you know, the two, yeah, Sanji Sanji and, and we had the same, and, yeah. and we had the same thing. We had, a, and now when you look at um, when you look at some of the players that are coming through um, from Asia now. You know, but you get one club that will take an interest in Asian players, and every decent player in Asia will be will be hawked by the agents to, to that club. You know, we 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 need to up our game so much, and this is what I was saying earlier about we need to have someone of European or even world class experience to come in behind the scenes to be that contact to go, they go. Let's just say that we had Hughes, and people go, "God, I mean, United fan, yeah, I love Mark Hughes. I'll get his number because I represent thirty-four players in Holland." You know what I mean? And there's it, it, got to be, there has to be something like that, or, or, or ally us to a, to a, you know, an academy or a team or, 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 or something somewhere in the world where we are going to get the pick of of some of some good players. What's he seen- moody up to these days? <laughs> but I'm just uh, sending wrong numbers out or text <laughs> wrong numbers. Um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's it's a very very cutthroat business, and uh, like I said, and then many people, especially myself, don't like the way that it's going. And it's and it's only us. It's only the the English side of the game that can change it. To, 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 to so it so it gives an advantage to us, i.e that the Premier League is not made up of 95% of, of foreign players and, yeah. and leaves us with a really, really poor national side. Yep. <sighs> it's all gone a bit negative now, isn't it? I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how to wrap it up. Anyway, if you, you know, have a good week um, and thanks for listening. Sorry that the extra content went on a bit. You know, it could listen <laughs> It could have been eight, the eight minutes was so good. We, we would have just done that, but we've had to, you know, had to try and breathe new life into it. And we've doubled it at least, if not trebled it. Oh man, yeah. so much extra content. I think the, <laughs> as Patrick said, the actual show is going to be the the middle. <laughs> bit. This is the show. The extra content is that middle bit that you're going to listen to, hopefully, again and again, until he makes about it. And we have got a feedback form if you want to leave us some, you know, witty or you know, abuse, whatever. Just get in touch. You know, we we love people. Joe loves people. Patrick loves people. Yeah, me, especially, yeah, I love people. Me, not so much. Um, but anyway, listen, <laughs> and we'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks very much. Bye bye. See ya. Bye bye. Shut up. Bye bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.